Welcome in to the Chiefs Business Podcast. You are here with Andy and Gavin. How's it going, man? Um, it's going good. It's going season-wise. good. <laughs> Which season-wise? Chief season. The Chief season. What about Gavin-wise? How's that going? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Well, to any of our faithful listeners, you have probably noticed it has been a little while since we posted, and uh, that's our bad. Sorry. Yeah. But we still have not failed on our pledge to do better than last year. Last year, we had a grand total of two podcasts during the actual season, and this is podcast number two. That's happening during the actual season. So this gets us even with last season. <laughs> so we're still technically we're still technically doing did okay. A, did we make one in the playoffs? We made one after the playoffs ended last year. Okay, we that can was, make one in the playoffs and then we do better. Yeah. So well technically this one is in the playoffs, but <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, we're back. You excited to talk about the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like you're super excited to talk about the Chiefs. I'm, I'm excited. I want to talk about the Chiefs. Okay, okay. okay. You're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Chiefs, yeah. All right, let's get to kicking people's butts. Let's get to kicking people's butts. All right. Well, since it has been so long since the last time that we actually talked about the Chiefs, I believe it was somewhere in the area of after week one that we last talked about the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And since it is now the first weekend of the playoffs, um, Gap, could you fill us in a little bit on uh, how the season went? Okay. Week one against Arizona, we won. 44 to 21. If you are interested at all in how we felt about that game, you could listen to our last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Week two against the Chargers, we won 27 to 24. Week three against the Indianapolis Colts, we lost 20 to 17. Week four against Tampa Bay, we won 41 to 31. Week five against the Las Vegas Raiders, we won 30 to 29. Week six against the Buffalo Bills, we lost 24 to 20. Week seven against the San Francisco 49ers, we won 44 to 23. Week eight was a bye week. Week nine, we played Tennessee Titans, where we won 20 to 17 in overtime. Week 10, we played the Jacksonville Jaguars, where we beat them 27-17. to Week 11, we played the Chargers again. We won 30-27. to Week 12, we played the Rams. We beat them 26-10. Week 13, we played the Cincinnati Bengals and lost 27-24. to Week 14, we played the Denver Broncos, and we won 34-28. to Week 15, we played the 
Houston Texans and won 30-24 to in overtime. Week 16, we played Seattle, beat them 24-10. to Week 17, we played Denver Broncos, beat them 27-24. to Week 18, we played the Las Vegas Raiders again and won 31-13. to All right. Thank you for running us through all of that, Gav. For anybody that was actually counting at home, or actually for those who weren't counting at home, uh, that would make the final tally for this season 14 wins and 3 losses, which did win the AFC West. I know going into the season, there was lots of talk about how this was going to be the greatest division potentially in NFL history, given the talent levels of all of the teams and the expenditures that every single team made uh, in uh, the offseason. So Chargers brought in two defensive all-pros onto their team, already had a very, very good offense. Everybody was picking them to be the odds-on favorite for the AFC West. They finished 10-7. and seven. They made the playoffs, but as we will talk about, they, they, didn't, they didn't win in the playoffs. Uh, the Raiders traded for one of the best wide receivers in the league, Devontae Adams from the Packers. They also brought, signed a, a big free agent deal with Chandler Jones to be an edge rusher, and uh, so everybody was pretty hyped about them. Devontae Adams, college quarterback, was uh was Derek Carr, so everybody was excited about uh, them getting back together uh, to play on the football field, and so there was lots of hype around that. The Raiders finished six and eleven, third place in the AFC West, and their kind of forte throughout the season was getting leads in the first half of the game and then blowing them in the fourth quarter, which they did, I think at least. Five times this year, they, uh. they lost games that they were leading heading into the fourth quarter. I know they did it against the Chiefs in the first game that they played, and I think I can think of four other instances for sure that they did that. Perhaps in, it was more. In week five, 30-29 against the Raiders, I think is that that's when they blew them. Yep. And that leaves us the Denver Broncos. Everybody in the, what do they call it? Broncos country. I don't even know what they call themselves. Um, the, uh, yeah. Whatever it's called. They were very excited because they traded for Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. And it got uh, them worse. And uh, it turned out to be a massive dud. So they will continue sending draft picks to the Seattle Seahawks for that trade. Uh, they also signed Russell Wilson to an extension. That will keep him there until he is 40 years old and make it very unlikely for him to be cut until he's 38. Um, and he was, he right he's 35, I believe. He's no, 33. 30, he's somewhere between 33 and 35. Um, but Tom Brady soon. Tom Brady's 45 right now. Yeah. So he came in and he was basically flat out terrible. Their offense was terrible. Um, up until the point that they played the Chiefs for the first time, which was what, week 13 or 14, something like that. They were averaging 
16 points a game as an offense, which was by far the worst in the league. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs defense helped pad their stats a little bit uh, in the, the couple of meetings that they had with the Chiefs. I believe they scored like 28 and 26 points or something, 28 and 24 points in the two Chiefs games. Um, but despite all of that, the Broncos finished 5-12, and 12, well out of the playoff race. They had just hired a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, at the beginning of the season. He did not even finish the season before he got fired. He got fired in Week 16 or after the Week 16 game. Um, so, yeah, the division actually turned out to be kind of a dud. The Chiefs basically had it wrapped up by the time they beat the Chargers for the second time. Uh, it was not mathematically locked up until right around Christmas time, but uh, the Chiefs basically had the division won by the end of Thanksgiving. So, in week eleven, yeah, it was in week eleven. Yeah, that they beat the Chargers a second time. So it was uh, pretty much domination from the Chiefs this season in the division. They won every single game against every single divisional opponent. And this was after all the teams in the division dropped a whole bunch of draft picks and dropped somewhere close to $1 billion in free agent signings and new contracts for the players that were traded for. And um, yeah, Chiefs had the AFC West wrapped up by Thanksgiving, basically. What do you think about that, Gab? We dominated. We sure did. We sure did. We definitely, uh, we definitely came back from that little t- period in time at the beginning of the season where everyone was like, "Okay, we're not going to the Super Bowl. We can't do much." Yeah, and uh, that that happened. Well, the Colts game was particularly embarrassing. Uh, the Colts ended up being one of the worst teams in the league. Their coach was the first one that was fired this season. And then they brought in an interim coach who had never coached a college or professional team before at any like at any level of them. He had been a high school uh, assistant coach, I believe, for one of his son's teams, but had never been a professional coach before in any manner, and uh, okay. but was a former player. And for some reason, he was tagged to be the interim head coach. Terrible idea. Um, but the Chiefs still managed to lose to this particular team. Granted, this was before the interim coach was in place. That one was basically a special teams implosion uh, on multiple different (laughs) times. Um, The special teams let the team down. Uh, There was a fumbled punt, muffed punt, that was recovered by the Colts at the Chiefs' four-yard line. So that gave up seven points right there. There was another muffed punt that uh, ended up – that one didn't hurt us too much. Uh, there was fielding a punt inside the five yard line. That was terrible. Um, two missed field goals. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty much just bad, bad all the way around from the special teams that game, the chiefs lost by three, but the special teams either by missing field goals, uh, there was a missed extra point in that game as well. Um, or the uh, touchdown that was the result of a muffed punt, um, the, the the special teams was on the hook for at least 13 points in that game. They got third in their division. 
Yeah, they were not the worst in the in the league because uh, the Texans were the worst in the league. Texans and, got three and thirteen. Yeah, the, they were the bad. Colts got four and twelve. Yep, but oddly enough, the Texans beat the Colts in the very last game of the season, um, and because of that, they no longer have the first overall pick. They have the second overall pick <laughs> because they won that game in the last week of the season. So, not necessarily the best strategic move for them. But uh, they are a dysfunctional organization would, is being kind to them. So it makes sense. Some of the other kind of overarching storylines about the team this season. Everybody was wondering what the offense was going to look like without Tyreek Hill because they traded him to the Dolphins this, uh, this offseason. And... By, they did just fine without him. They, Gavin is absolutely right. They did just fine without him. Uh, it was actually, depending upon what metrics you're looking at, um, whether it be points scored, um, yardage, efficiency, uh, not running, but most other, uh, most other offensive metrics, the Chiefs were the best offense in the league, even without Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was a huge part of that, doing the same things that he always does. Eight seasons in a row with over a 1,000 yards receiving. No other tight end has done that for more than four in their entire careers. He's done it eight straight years. Um, just a little bit more down the Travis Kelsey rabbit hole. Uh, he is now fourth all time in the tight end uh, yardage, pass, uh, receiving yardage uh, all time. And uh, he has gone over 10,000 yards receiving for his career. So those two milestones are hopefully uh, just little boxes to check on his way to becoming the best statistical tight end in the history of the NFL. Back to the Dolphins, even with Tyreek Hill, they got nine and eight and finished second in their division. Yes. I guess you could give them the fact, I I guess you can give them a good point that the Buffalo Bills were also in their division. Yep, correct. Uh, There was pretty marked improvement from the, from the, from the Dolphins offense this season when they had Tua Tonga-Vailoa in, (laughs) in the lineup. He missed a time, a few different times throughout the season because of concussions. Yeah, he missed two or three games mid-season because of a concussion. Yep, and then he's now out for the playoffs in the last week of this, the last week of the regular season, and now for the playoff game that's supposed to be playing today, um, because of more concussions. So, um, but despite that, yeah, he he's had three this season confirmed anyway. Um, but. When Tua was the quarterback, Tyreek Hill was on pace to have the most receiving yards in NFL history. Didn't ultimately end up doing that because of all the injuries from Tua, but uh, Tyreek still found some success. Dolphins made it to the playoffs as of the time that we are recording this, which is early on Sunday morning. Uh, That game has not been played yet, but they are on the road against the Buffalo Bills who won their division. But despite the fact that they did not have Tyreek Hill, Chiefs' offense was still very, very good. Um, besides Travis Kelsey, 
most of the success of the offense was around Patrick Mahomes spreading the ball around. They didn't have any other 1,000-yard receivers, uh, but they had multiple different games where different receivers were the main focal point. There was games where Juju Smith-Schuster was the main guy. There were games where MVS was the main guy. There was games where Kadarius Toney, who wasn't even on the roster when the season started, was the main focal point of the offense. Um, uh, quick question. Yeah. Uh, have they made any changes to the special team as of Sky Moore getting out of there? So Sky Moore is no longer the, the returner. Um, he needed that because he was muffing all of them. Yeah, so the the game that I mentioned earlier against the Colts, where there was all of the muffed punts and the fielding issues of punts, Sky Moore was the returner. In fairness to Sky Moore, he had at no point in his career ever been a punt returner here, so I don't know why our special teams coach uh, felt the need to put him out there as a punt returner, um, especially once there was a few issues a few different times. For whatever reason, they continued to put him out there, um, even though it was a thing that he had not done at any level prior to getting to the NFL. And we had plenty of people that could have done it other than him and had experience with it. Yeah. Uh, so, McCole Hardman's another guy who's done it. He also has mm-hmm. had issues muffing it in the past. Um, but He's injured, though. He did get hurt in the second half of the season, had an ab- abdominal injury. Um, that he is actually still working his way back from. They activated him from the injured uh, reserve the last week of the season, but he did not play that week uh, with the hopes that he will be ready next weekend when the Chiefs play their first playoff game. A little foreshadowing for what we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Potentially. We don't know exactly who yet, but more than likely it will be the Jaguars. Yes. So back to the offense. Um, One of the other big improvements this season over last season was the effectiveness of the running game. And so last year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was our main guy. Um, Didn't really have a secondary guy that was doing much. Um, And then Jarek McKinnon kind of came in at the end of the season and Did a little bit of receiving stuff, did a little bit of blocking stuff, but wasn't much of a runner. So this season, in the seventh round, the Chiefs drafted Isaiah Pacheco. And we probably mentioned him a little bit in training camp um, because he had gotten some some hype uh, during that time. Um, But until after the bye week, they really didn't use him that much unless it was in garbage time situations. After the bye week, he actually became the starter. Um, and that was while Clyde Edwards-Alaire was still healthy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire it did end up getting hurt and it actually still hasn't returned from the injured list um, since his injury. But uh, I don't even remember, honestly. I do not remember what happened to him. I just remember that he got hurt. Maybe his ankle. But... Uh, Isaiah Pacheco basically took over uh, the the rushing role uh, as a starter. And in the time that he had this season in the games, about 965 all-purpose yards. So that's both receiving and rushing, which is pretty good. He suffered a 
Hip and angle, ankle injury. Okay, that was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Hip and yes. ankle injury. Thank you for that update. Mm-hmm. So, Isaiah Pacheco was actually pretty effective once he came in as the starter, um, and they were able to to move the ball rushing a little bit more, a little bit more of a weapon for the offense. Also a weapon for the offense. After Clyde Edwards Alaire went out, Jarek McKinnon kind of became the go-to passing, uh, or sorry, receiving back. Um, so in scenarios where you know they were likely going to pass it, he was the guy that was in the game. And in the last, I believe it was the last six weeks of the season, Jarek McKinnon had nine receiving touchdowns. Uh, which led the league, ended up leading the league for running backs as far as number of receiving touchdowns goes. Uh, so that's pretty impressive to do that in just six weeks. Um, but he's he's definitely also become a very uh, very important option for the the Chiefs' offense. Um, and so I mean, really, you know, we're talking about all these different guys. That's why they have become so efficient. Yes, Gav. Um. It says here, Jacksonville won thirty-one to thirty. That is correct. The way the playoff seedings work, though, um, whoever is the highest seeded team will play whoever is the lowest seeded team. And since there are still games to be played, uh, Jacksonville was the number four seed. So if either the Dolphins beat the Bills or if the Ravens beat the Bengals, those teams are rated lower than the fourth seed. So if either of those teams would win, then the Chiefs would play one of those teams. Mm. So. so in addition to the offense being very good, uh, the defense uh, was pretty strong out of the gates, um, which was kind of surprising. And then it was not so good in the middle of the season. Um, as they started to integrate more and more of their some of their younger players into the defense to get them some experience. And then at the end of the season, it really kind of ticked up again. The defense started playing a lot better uh, once again and uh, has everybody pretty, uh, pretty hyped up headed into the playoffs. Um, a few of the players that really kind of turned it on coming down the stretch, um, Trent McDuffie. Our very first draft pick, number 20, 21 overall cornerback this year. Um, he got hurt in that very first game against Arizona. Really wasn't able to play until I think right around week 9 or 10, something like that. And uh, once he came in, he, he really helped solidify the 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 defensive backfield um, up until they started letting some of the younger guys in. Uh, also drafted this season were Brian Cook, who was a safety out of Cincinnati, um, Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. He was a corner they drafted in the fourth round. And then Jalen Watson, who they drafted in the seventh round. All three of those guys uh, started playing pretty significant snaps throughout the season. Um, and kind of as those guys were getting integrated into the team, you know, there's a little a few dips in the, in the defensive performance. And then uh, also uh, along the, the defensive line, um, George Karloftis, um, he was, uh, our other first round pick, the one that we got for Tyreek Hill, we used to, to pick him and, uh, he was a little slow out of the gates. 
but he, as the season went along, he got more comfortable playing uh, his role in the defense, and uh, he ended up having five and a half sacks uh, on his rookie season, which is a pretty solid number, uh, especially considering I think going into week ten he only had half of a sack. So he really came on there at the end and helped provide some additional pressure uh, from that defensive pass rush, uh, which was led by Chris Jones. Chris Jones had a, a fantastic season. It's been his best season in the NFL, which is saying something because he had a season earlier in his career where he had 15 and a half sacks. He did that once again this year, 15 and a half sacks again, so he tied his career high. But he was just constantly creating havoc in the offensive backfield. And, you know, a lot of pressure on the quarterback, blowing up run plays, um, just being a general nuisance to offensive linemen all across the league. Um, he probably won't win it, but I think he should at least be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Uh, he was better than Aaron Donald this year. Anybody who knows the NFL knows that Aaron Donald's pretty much been ridiculously good throughout his career. He had a little bit of a down year this year as as the Rams did just in general after their postseason or their Super Bowl win last year. Um, but Chris Jones was by the best interior defensive lineman in the league this year, even if you include Aaron Donald this year. So, I do have a player I want to point out. It was one of my favorite of the season. Okay, wait, which I, one was it? I don't exactly remember which game it was in, but Willie Gay was rushing the QB. Mm-hmm. He threw it, Willie Gay tipped it, and went straight up. Willie Gay basically caught it and took it back for a touchdown yep that was the first broncos game Which so, was in... that was the one that we had to win i think it was 27 24 or something like that 30 to 27 uh, 34 28 34 28 okay yeah that was a great play yeah yep 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 i think that was our one of two defensive scores that we had on the year uh the other defensive score was in the first game against the Chargers. Jalen Watson, our seventh-round corner, intercepted Justin Herbert and returned it 99 yards for a touchdown, uh, which ultimately ended up being the difference in that game. So that was a huge play for a seventh-round rookie to be making in week two of the NFL season. So that was pretty pretty impressive. So um, let's see some other kind of storylines. Yes, Gav? I do have another play that I want to point out. Okay. Um, It is not related to the Chiefs. It is actually related to the Bills. Okay. But um, in the game, in the Buffalo Bills' last game before the playoffs, they put in, I think it was a backup. Or, no, it was, it was still their starting, it was still their starting returner. But he took it back for a t- for a touchdown twice in that game. Mm-hmm. It was pretty impressive. Yep. First time that's happened, I think, since 2011. Was it? I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that that uh, especially that first one was all the more impressive because of uh, a a thing that happened during the the game right before that one uh, between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals um, where a player, Demar Handlin, 
um, actually ended up having a, a cardiac event on the field. Um, ambulances had to come out. Uh, doctors had to give CPR on the field. He had to go into the hospital. The rest of the game was canceled. Uh, all of that was very, very scary. Thankfully, Damar Hamlin is doing good now. Um, he's out of the hospital. Everybody says the prognosis is good. Uh, I actually saw Twitter videos, or maybe it was Instagram, something like that, of some of the Bill play, Bills players where Damar Hamlin was actually in the locker room yesterday, um, getting to see his teammates in person for the first time since that event happened. Um, but that was definitely very, very scary uh, for anybody who was watching, which it happened on Monday Night Football. So it was um, almost a universal thing. Anybody that was watching football at the time was was seeing that happen. Uh, it's definitely very, very scary, but thankfully he's doing okay now. But the opening kickoff of the very next game that the Bills played uh, was against the Patriots. And uh, opening kickoff, the returner, took it back all the way for a touchdown and it was uh, a pretty pretty electric atmosphere when that happened um it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool thing if you haven't uh, seen seen the clips of it i think you should definitely watch go out and find it on youtube or something and, and take a look at it because it's this is a pretty cool moment so, uh is there anything else you wanted to touch on about what happened during the season gav before we start looking at the playoffs not that I can think of. I'll bring it up if I can think of it. Okay, cool. So I mentioned already that the Chiefs won the AFC West. You could probably pick up context clues from other the side conversations that Gavin and I had. The Chiefs also ended up being the number one seed in the AFC overall, uh, meaning they got the lone first-round bye in the playoffs. That's why we were able to record this podcast on a Sunday in the middle of the playoffs and the Chiefs are not playing. If you're wondering for the NFC who is number one seed, it was the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Um, the Chiefs ended up getting the number one seed kind of through some unusual circumstances. I will say it like that. Um, as I mentioned, because the the game between the Bills and the Bengals had to be canceled um, due to the the Demar Hamlin injury, I don't know injury is not even the right word there, but um, the NFL kind of came up with a scenario on how to determine the playoff seedings and the playoff locations, despite the fact that the game between the Bills and the Bengals uh, did not continue. At the time, the Bills were actually in the first seed, like in position to to win the first seed. Um, the Chiefs lost to the Bills head-to-head, so despite the fact that they had the same record, the Bills had the tiebreaker, and going into that game were considered the number one overall seed. Because that game didn't finish, uh, they kind of had to look at the rules surrounding who should be getting the number one overall seed. Um, also adding into the confusion of everything, the Bengals were one game behind the Bills and the Chiefs at the time. If the Bengals had won, um, that would move them up to the number two seed. And then if the Chiefs had lost any of the rest of their games, which they did not, then the Bengals could have had the opportunity to win the number one seed. Um 
what ended up happening um, and was voted on by all of the owners in the NFL. Um, the number one seed was determined by winning percentage. And because the Chiefs won the most games, having played one more than the Bills and the Bengals, um, they ended up with the number one overall seed. Now, to kind of um, to take into account uh, the, the the need for that game to be canceled, um, if the Chiefs and the Bills end up playing in the conference championship game, instead of the game happening at Arrowhead, it is actually going to be happening in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, a, a neutral site game between the two teams because technically if that game hadn't been canceled, the Bills had the, uh, the, the number one seed in hand, assuming they had won that game, had it finished. Um, so Chiefs are the number one overall seed. Normally that would mean you would get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That is still the case unless the Chiefs have to play the Bills. Gav, I saw your hand go up while I was talking there. What do you got? It, fake news. So I was I was looking at uh, I was looking for Clyde Edwards Hoyer updates. Uh huh. Telling me stuff from last season. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got the the playoff picture up in front of you. Yes. You want to? How about let's start with just running through. The one through seven seeds, starting with the Chiefs at one for the AFC. Do you want me to go through all the seeds? Yeah. Okay, number one seed is obvi- obviously us because we're good. Number two seed is the Buffalo Bills. Number three seed is the Cincinnati Bengals. Number four seed is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number five seed is the LA Chargers. Number six seed is the Baltimore Ravens, and then number seven seed is Miami Dolphins. Yes, and so uh, this first round of playoffs that are happening while we're recording, the uh, there was actually two games that happened last night already. Um, one of them was an NFC game. The other one was an AFC game. Yes, Gav? Can I say the scores? Uh, when we get to it, yeah. Um, so the bills are playing the dolphins. That's the two, seven matchup. Uh, it's happening in Buffalo. As we mentioned before, Tua, their quarterback for the dolphins when they've had their greatest success is hurt. Their backup is also hurt. So seventh round rookie out of Kansas state, Skylar Thompson will be quarterbacking the team. They scored, they scored nine points. Last week when Skylar Thompson was also quarterbacking their team. So most people think this is going to be slam dunk uh, Buffalo Bills victory with that one. And then the other matchup is the Bengals against the Ravens. That one also is thought to be a pretty easy win for the Bengals because Lamar Jackson, the one-time MVP, NFL MVP quarterback for the Ravens is hurt. Uh, he's got an MCL sprain that has kept him out like the last six weeks, I believe, that's and will not be playing. Uh, that is a ligament that's in your knee. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> so both of those games are thought to be 
pretty easy victories um, for the Bengals and the Bills that will be happening today, Sunday, while we're recording this. The other game that has already happened was between the Chargers and the Jaguars. What happened in that one, Gav? Chargers and Jaguars. Uh, the Chargers lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 30-31. to That is correct. And while that sounds like a very close game, the score at halftime was 27 to 7 in favor of the Chargers. And Jacksonville had to score that seven points in the last minute of the first half. So at one point, that game was 27 to nothing in favor of the Chargers. I had actually given up on this game at halftime. I stopped watching because it was so ugly. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jaguars, had thrown four interceptions in the first half. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow, and I I haven't gone back to see why, but the Jaguars ended up coming back. The Chargers basically choked away the game, and uh, the Jaguars hit a game-winning field goal as time expired to beat the Chargers in the playoffs 31-30. to More than likely, Jacksonville will be the team that the Chiefs will play next because as the first seed, the Chiefs will play the lowest-rated team that remain in the playoffs. Yes, Gab? Um. Have the pick that the Jaguars, their first-round pick in the draft, have has that gone good for them? Or has that been? So this year their first-round pick was Trayvon Walker. He was an edge rusher out of Georgia. Uh, he's like a physical freak, super fast, super strong, super quick, mm-hmm. which was why he was drafted that high. Didn't have fantastic production when he was at Georgia, but edge rusher is one of those things where you can bet on the traits, and a lot of the times you'll end up with an elite pass rusher. Uh, he's he, he played most of the season. I think he played okay most of the season, but I think he actually ended up with fewer sacks than George Karloftis who the Chiefs got at the end of the first round. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a I'm not a Jaguars fan to know how everybody's feeling about the pick, but uh, he, he seemed like he was okay, which I don't know I'm if pretty, that's necessarily what you're looking for at the number one overall pick. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone was like, yeah. I mean, I think there was a different guy that everyone thought the Jags were going to pick. They were like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be this guy. And then I picked what, what everyone thought was going to be the second-round pick. And everyone was like, wait a minute, are you guys stupid or something? Yeah, so Aiden Hutchinson was the guy that everybody thought was going to be going number one overall. He actually ended up going to the Lions with the very next pick. He led all of the rookies in sacks his rookie year. He ended up with eight and a half sacks. Um, so... You know, I'm sure there's some people in Jacksonville that were like, we should have got that guy instead of the guy that we got. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how the Jaguars fans themselves feel about it. But um, more, than li- more than likely that will be the team that the Chiefs play next week in the playoffs at Arrowhead. Um, the uh, only way that that wouldn't happen is if somehow the Ravens or the Dolphins playing with their backup quarterbacks beat either the Bengals or the Bills, which I don't think is going to happen. So. I mean, if it does, I mean, it's a good thing if it does. I mean, if it does, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, the Chiefs will be able to 
play. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think they should be able to handle the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Should, uh, should that be who they end up playing? Um, I think, I think the chiefs won't make the same mistakes that the, uh, the chargers did, um, in the second half there to, to let Jacksonville back in the game. So I'm pretty sure we're known for like taking a big lead and then tying it up like in like in the second half take or in the first half feeling pretty good about our game and then letting the other team come back in the second half and then just barely winning. Yeah, that's the thing that we definitely did uh throughout the season. Hopefully, now that we're in the playoffs, we can just turn it on from the word go and then not uh not screw it up, although, you know, that's what happened in the AFC Championship last game against the the Bengals. They were up twenty one nothing, I think, at halftime. And I'm still up. really mad at Tyree Kill for dropping that pass. Well, he's not on the team anymore, so. <laughs> so just because he's not on the team, I can't be mad at him. Uh, you can you can do whatever you want to do. Tom Brady wasn't on our team, and I'm mad at him for the for the for, for Deflate Gate. <laughs> were you even alive when Deflate Gate happened? I don't think you were. Was I? I don't think you were. When did Deflate Gate happen? <laughs> I don't know, like 2011. Deflate Gate. Ah, 2015. You're three years old. You're 2014, I guess. I didn't know what the number two was. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but you're mad, aren't you? You're mad. Yeah. yeah, mad. Seems seems reasonable. Yeah. Sure. All right, you want to jump over to the NFC? We won't spend too much time talking about this, but just run us through the, the seeds over in the NFC. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two seed, San Francisco 49ers. Number three, my personal favorite, Minnesota Vikings. Uh Number four seed, Tampa Bay. Number five seed, Dallas Cowboys. Number six seed, New York Giants. Number seven seed, Seattle, who lost to San Francisco 41 to <laughs> And the number seven seed, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. He didn't hear anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the Eagles actually jumped out to a very solid start. They were actually the last team to get beaten in the NFL. I think that was in like week 10 or 11, something like that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, really took a step forward. Uh, For a while, he was in the MVP conversations, um, but he got hurt towards the end of the season. That kind of took him out of it a little bit. Uh, Spoiler alert, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be your NFL MVP for this season. Um, <laughs> they they released the all pro teams uh, this week, and there was only one person who did not vote him as the first team all pro quarterback this season, <gasps> out of the fifty AP voters. So, don't know who that one person was, but that is a fairly solid indication that Patrick Mahomes is going to be your MVP this season. Oh my god, I don't like that one person. <laughs> uh, so I think the Eagles ended up. What was their final final record, Gav? Do you have that in front of you? Um, I can get it right in front of me. Their final record was if I can find the team. 
The final record was 14 and 3, which is the same as the Chiefs. Yes. So they had a pretty successful season. Um, but they are not the team that is the hottest going into the playoffs. Uh, going into the playoffs, the hottest team is actually the San Francisco 49ers. What was their record, Gab? Their record was, let me find it again, uh, it was 13-4. and four. Yes. And their last loss of the season was actually the one that the Chiefs put on them. And I think that was in like week seven, something like that. Seven or eight, maybe nine. It was before the bye week for the Chiefs. But that was the last time that the 49ers lost. So they've been on a pretty solid winning streak, which is particularly impressive because they lost Trey Lance, who was their starting quarterback early in the year for the entire year. Then they lost Jimmy Garoppolo a few weeks before the playoffs. And so the last guy that was drafted in this year's draft, it's a quarterback out of Iowa State named Brock Purdy. He has actually been very, very good. Um, He's very Purdy. <laughs> nice little dad joke there, Gav. I'm not a dad. I don't have kids. Well, you can still make dad jokes. <laughs> So uh, a lot of people think it's probably going to be either the Eagles or the 49ers coming out of the NFC. The Vikings actually came out pretty strongly out of the gate. I think they got up to 10-1, and maybe even 11-1 at one point uh, this season. Faltered a little bit there at the end of the season. Um, the Vikings, your favorite? Oh, yeah. I said right foot creep. Ooh, why, why are the Vikings your favorite, Gav? And why is Justin Jefferson so exciting for you? The gritty! Yes. So for anybody who knows, the, the gritty dance, that's Gavin's favorite thing to the point that Justin Jefferson is probably Gavin's favorite non-Chiefs player just mm-hmm. because he created the gritty. Did he create it or did he just start doing it? I don't know if it was like a TikTok dance that he found or if he actually created it. Okay. But Anyways, you said the Vikings finished top in their division. Yes, the, the the Vikings ended up beating out the Packers, who did not even make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers looked very bad for most of the season. Granted, he had zero people to throw to, so that makes sense. He's always looked bad. <laughs> he was back-to-back MVP of the last two years. <laughs> Whether if it was his haircut or his gameplay. Did okay. he still that really bad haircut that he grew out for Halloween? I don't think so. And he had that haircut for a long time after the Halloween that season, so I don't think that was the thing that made him do it. Well, I I saw a storyline that he he only made his hair like that to dress up as someone. That that was what he said right around Halloween that season, but then he kept his hair after Halloween ended. So yeah, he just liked it. <laughs> I guess that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's possible. So. Either way, Packers did not make the playoffs. They had a chance to if they had beaten the Detroit Lions in the very last game of the regular season. They could not do that, which is actually not that surprising. The Lions actually a little slow at getting out of the gate, but they ended up uh, they ended up with a pretty solid record on the year. Pretty formidable opponent uh, as the season wound down. Just did barely Aiden, missed. Aiden Hutchinson helped their season. Aiden Hutchinson helped their season. 
Um, Jared Goff actually played really, really well, which was a little surprising considering he... get Jared Goff from the Rams? Yes. Or... Yeah. So they got and, some... And a preseason, or was it... I think it was the right before the season started. Jared Goff and... Uh... Oh, what's his face? Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford got traded. Last year. Last year, yes. Yeah. Rams ended up going on to win the Super Bowl last year. Uh, the Lions got a couple of first-round picks and Jared Goff in the trade, which they used that additional first-round pick last year to get Jamison Williams, a wide receiver out of Alabama. He was hurt in the national championship game right before the draft last year, so he really didn't get integrated into the offense until a little bit later into the season. So I think his best days are still ahead of him. And then they have another first-round pick this upcoming season from the Rams who followed up on their Super Bowl win by completely imploding this season. And that Rams pick is now a top-10 pick that the Lions have because the Rams did so poorly. This season. Fun fact, Rams are not the worst in their division. Who is the worst in their division? Arizona Cardinals, our oh. first game of the season. Yes. So Arizona had made the playoffs for a couple of seasons prior to this one. Our first game out of the gate, we destroyed them 41 to, what was it, 14, 21? Uh, we destroyed them uh, 44 to 21. Okay. At the time, everybody was really impressed. Turns out Arizona is just a really bad football team. Finished four and thirteen. <laughs> L.A. Rams finished five and twelve. Yes, so embarrassing for both of the teams. Yes, embarrassing for both teams. Just one of them was a super defending Super Bowl champion. So, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more embarrassing for them. But uh, let's see. Uh, mentioned the Vikings. Um, you can give, I guess you can give the okay now now okay two things you can give the Rams the fact that San Francisco is doing or coming in hot on the playoffs mm-hmm. so there's not but then there's Seattle Seahawks that are above them and they had just traded away that, Russell that Wilson and everybody thought this was going to be kind of a rebuilding year for them. Geno Smith ended up being their quarterback draft pick uh, the same year that the Chiefs traded for Alex Smith. Um, came in for his first kind of extended role as a starting quarterback in the NFL and actually played pretty well. Uh, well enough to get the, the, the Seahawks into the playoffs as the last seed. Um, they were the team that benefited from the Packers losing to the Lions at the end of the year in that very last game. And uh, let's see. The Cowboys had a pretty solid season. They made the playoffs. Um, they will be going up against um, – who are they playing? They're, they're going up against the Tampa Bay Raiders. Wait. Buccaneers. <laughs> Buccaneers, that's right. Yes. And I'm, so – I pulled a blank. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot to mention the Buccaneers as a playoff team because, honestly, they shouldn't be one. The reason that they are in the playoffs, despite the fact that they have an 8-9 and nine record, a losing record, they made the playoffs, uh, because their entire division was terrible. 
Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of those teams were terrible. The least terrible of those teams was the Buccaneers. They had an 8-9 record and they made the playoffs. And all the other teams in the division were 7-10, 7-10, 7-10. Yeah. Buccaneers 8-9. and nine. Yeah. Uh, the team was not good and they've struggled with injuries. Their offense was not good. Tom Brady threw for a lot of yards, really hasn't been as good as he has been recently. Um, so, sorry. Buccaneers skipped my mind when I'm thinking about playoff teams. <laughs> Whoops. So, the uh, wild card matchups, the game that has already happened, the San Francisco 49ers played the Seattle Seahawks. What uh, what was the result of that one, Gav? The what, 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 what? Oh, it was 41 to 23. 41 to 23. Somehow this game was actually led by the Seahawks at halftime. They were ahead 17-16 at the half. Just like the other game that happened yesterday, it was a tale of two halves. Just this one made it. So that was a close game, and then it was not a close game after the half. 49ers pretty much dominated despite the fact that uh, the very last guy drafted in this draft was the quarterback. He played extremely well. Granted, he didn't have a ton of stuff to do um, as far as difficult throws go. Um, 49ers were able to take care of the Seattle Seahawks. Matchups today that there are um, the well, the Vikings are playing against the Giants, I believe, right? Uh, yes, that would be correct. And then uh, the Cowboys will be playing the Buccaneers. On Monday night. And uh, on this thing, uh, today also the Baltimore and Cincinnati are facing off, I believe. Yes, that's correct. I don't think we mentioned that. They were playing today. So, yes. 8.15, it's a late game. When does it start? 8.15. That's 7.15 Central. That's about the time that Sunday night football happens. Okay. So. Cool. Well, that's basically the rundown of how the season went since we missed podcasting all of the time in between when the season started and now the season is over. But the playoffs are still happening. The, the Chiefs haven't played in the playoffs yet, so it still counts as the regular season, so we're on track. <laughs> we're still on track. One more episode and we beat last season. Yeah. Yeah. You want to film one after this? Just... Make sure that we win. Mm, we should probably have something different to talk about before we do another episode. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win. Well, we could just talk about that here. No. We're going to win. We're going to win. Yeah, what if we just filmed like a two-second podcast? We're going to win. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Is there anything else uh, you want to add, Gav? Nope. No? All right. Well, I think that is it for us. One more thing. One oh, more what's thing. that? I want to, uh, if, if they don't show this ad anymore, then I'm going to be really mad, but I want to uh, credit the uh, State Farm ad where he's, uh, where Andy Reid is drawing on mustaches on the player's face. Patrick Mahomes comes in. He's like, Coach, it happened again. Andy Reid throws a pen behind him. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yes, that is a fantastic commercial. If you've watched any NFL games, I'm sure you've seen it because I'm pretty sure that commercial is running most commercial breaks, but it's fantastic. You should definitely go and take a look at it. Gavin is correct on that one. 
hilarious commercial. That's all I have. That's all you got? Yeah. All right. Well, if you enjoyed what you listened to, we would appreciate if you would go to your podcast platform of choice and give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, that will help more people find the podcast, which will be especially important because we don't do many podcasts. Apparently, we need to get better yeah. about that. Um, okay. Also, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Podcast Chiefs, assuming Twitter is still a thing that you use. Uh, given its recent takeover by certain billionaires. <laughs> uh, if you do follow us there, you'll get notifications anytime new episodes are out. Uh, you could also subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You will also get the notifications then when a new episode gets dropped. Uh, finally, if you would like to leave us a voice message, there's a link in the podcast notes. Um, that will allow you to do so. We've only gotten a couple of them so far uh, since we've been doing this podcast, but uh, if you leave us a message, we will play it if you would like us to um, and uh, discuss whatever topic you have for us to discuss. You got anything else for us, Gav? Mm -hmm. No? Not anything? No. Not, not even the last thing that we do? Oh, that thing. Yeah. Oh. How about those cheese?